0: start to put tension on my string drawback. I was like, okay, I'm in him. It's
1: him. You can look at the boys when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh,
2: you when know, they lose their front shoulders, yeah, that's how you know. Yeah, went about five, ten more yards. He probably went 20
3: yards. He the little tipped
1: over, trying to him, get back up. I saw him go. We here that night. We got 156 like that. And then the next day, we
3: came even. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors.
0: That sounds good, Tom. Wow, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's episode 58.
1: Before we get whoa, into this... Whoa, that's got,
0: a new voice, yeah. isn't it? Isn't that? I don't know about new, but just been a long time.
1: It has been, but I just want to say, this is, speaking about a long time, first time I've actually been sitting at the table with that new intro, it's and I know wild. we've been going for a couple weeks here, but I've, I've been out of the loop for a little bit. Since so the that, first of the
3: year. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. Sounds, Sam
3: told us first of the year, and we delivered.
1: It sounds good. Let me just say that. It gives
3: you chills listening to it. Really, it's really nice. does. Good stuff. Who is this... Uh, familiar but distant face we have at the table this evening
0: frank it uh it's our good buddy luke Soboleski.
1: sure is been been out out in the outdoors as usual you know it's yeah. tough to get me at the table sometimes to talk. it about is it. it's
3: tough but you're here for episode 58 it's a big one uh we also got tom here yes you do you got myself nick running the the the, the electrication machine yes yeah. all of that fancy stuff that i don't know what i'm doing with and then uh that guy that you heard bringing you in at the beginning—that's Frank. You guys know mm-hmm. him very well. I got
0: cut off pretty abruptly, but he I was—I was, I was there I at just, the beginning. I
1: had to get it out. You know, my my brains. You know, it's, it's raw a, it's emotion. A very small window. Something yeah. comes in. I got. Got right to get it right back out, out. Or it's, it's gone forever.
3: Mm-hmm. Fart in the wind. Yep. So, away. Luke, why why would we? I mean, episode fifty-eight. You know, why, why would we want to talk? Yeah, to Yeah, why would we want to bring you a in? Bomb like we've you. been doing so good without you.
1: Well, you see, you guys, if. if if I may, um, Would you, if which if you, if you, probably been talking quite a bit about hunting.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's it's been hunting season.
1: So we're gonna turn gears the a little food bit. Food tastes great. You, usually, uh, usually, when I'm on the podcast, we uh, gear a little more towards that that fishing aspect of the outdoors, and that's that's what we're doing. And wrapping up January, going into February ice is uh forming on all the lakes and that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about today is uh all that ice fishing and places to go what to do how to get exact locations yep uh lawns and lads buddy um and maybe throwing a little bit of safety in there too because when you're dealing with ice fishing and cold water you always gotta always gotta talk about safety safety is
2: your middle name starting with safety would be Probably a good way to get going. Just, I, I agree. That's probably me. like the biggest thing mm-hmm. when it comes to ice fishing nope, is safety. No, catching
1: fish. Put yourself in <laughs> danger to catch fish at all. Times. Risk it to get the biscuit. There, there's less people out on the ice when it's thin, so that's when I go. No, yeah. uh, all joking aside. Seriously, um, starting with safety, like like they said, uh, ice can vary depending on lakes, time of day. You can go walk out and have you know five inches and go to walk out at the end of your day and can't can't get to the shoreline because there's open water so you always you always got to be careful but uh before we get way into it i think nick out of the four of us sitting at the table probably has the most experience going through the with ice. lack of safety <laughs> yes um he's very good at it um never never really his fault or being unsafe oh, yeah it's not true not true
3: That's not true. Your stupidity. Both Both times that I've completely fallen through the ice uh, were my own stupidity. If you see a muskrat hole coming up through the ice, don't go look at it. Yeah, but (laughs) we there is something to be learned there. Um, how to properly get out. Yeah. Um, Well,
1: that's you muskrat hole. You guys talking? You're walking on ice when you're beaver trapping, right? No, no. no,
2: We were fishing. uh, Canada.
3: Yep, Canada. Yeah. We were in a big pike fishing tournament.
2: There was a muskrat that had a hole. Through the ice, and he would come up the hole and out of the hole all day long. It was so very clearly marked with sticks and orange tape. tape. Yeah, because yeah. obviously, while he's you know coming up out of the hole, he's bringing water with him.
1: That's just like uh, actually the lake, our our hometown lake, Lake Edinburgh. Um, mm-hmm. Most of it's frozen, but there's a big spot in the middle that's wide open. And the like, the bay in Lake Erie's starting to freeze now, and Edinburgh's still open because there's ducks that are geese that are yeah. swimming around. They just keep the water moving, but, and it never freezes. Yeah.
3: So what happened was, is it was all you know marked off real well because you know if a muskrat's coming in and out of the same hole, it's pushing water oh, yeah. on top of the ice, and, and there's that's vegetation. Gonna, yeah. And shit. So it's melting the ice, um, and you,
1: I you got to take a look. At I got it.
3: a little too close, uh, fell through right up, but. What I did was, when you start to fall through, you just throw your arms out. Um, obviously, you hope you never have to use that tactic. Um, but I went straight up to my armpits, um, and Frank was able to get me from a safe distance by my collar and pull me out. Just kind of laid on my back and just kind of pulled out that way. Yeah. Um, um, it Worked. I mean, like I said, it worked out really good. It was a uh, best case scenario for a bad. Yeah, and it was potentially easy to bad get, situation. It was easy
0: but, to get close to you to help you because the ice you know at, if you get a few feet away from that hole it's six eight inches thick it's just yeah. right there where the muskrat was coming in yeah. and out it was really thin so yeah it was my own stupidity um i thought you'd
1: usually it. like to put your butt, your foot through somebody yeah i've hole. done
3: that too but that's not really like <laughs> that's what i said that was that's your just getting fault. a soaker yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I, I, never, I never heard about uh the muskrat hole it's that's a new one for but, me yeah. so
2: back to safety ballpark what four inches of good blue ice you should be so, fine so there, I mean, you'll, don't, you'll I don't, hear
1: people talking. They'll say they'll call it black ice. They'll call it clear ice, blue ice. Um, the different types of ice you'll get is you know that I, I just call it you know that good black ice. It's just that thick, hard ice that's no you can no see air in it. it. Yeah, there's no air bubbles. It's not cloudy and white. And that's that's your safest, densest ice you're gonna get. Now you can look at charts and they go from you know anywhere from. Three to five inches, or I've even seen some that say you know two inches if you're cross country skiing. And my my big thing, if I am sitting on you know three inches of that solid solid black ice, I feel not comfortable, but I know that I'm not going through.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the problem if, is if you when you get real in... thin like that. If you hit a thin spot because mm-hmm. it's not all uniform. If you exactly. have three inches here, you might have an inch and a half somewhere else and you don't know when you're about to walk over that's that's why i like you know four to five because
3: even your thin spots at three are still okay yep i
1: got i got a spud bar that i take absolutely everywhere homemade the entire it is homemade yeah Uh, i had a store-bought one and i honestly don't know where it went i don't know if still in the barn somewhere and i can't find it but uh anyways uh I take that everywhere with me the entire time I'm walking. I mean, unless I'm sitting on, you know, 12 inches of ice or something, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spud my whole way out there, but I'm constantly hitting the ice every, you know, couple feet yeah. just to check Make because, sure. yeah, I've been on, you know, places where there's natural springs and it goes from six inches to two inches, you know, and yeah. the matter Or of currents 15 will change. Feet, that. Yeah, vegetation, like muskrat holes or something, anything. So don't go out by yourself that'd be another big one if you are fishing like by yourself make sure there's at least you know other people on the lake or around so yeah,
2: you don't really want to be the only one out on the ice no usually a um, bad sign yeah. yeah
1: even if you know it's your secret spot and you don't want to tell somebody well at least let someone know where you're going even if they're mm-hmm. not fishing with you so they, they my fray
0: bill know. coat and my dad's got one too they like right on the inside of it when you open it up it has a big ice chart that says you know it's like you said with skis or walking Mm -hmm. what's safe to have a four-wheeler or car yep i didn't know know that that was on the inside i did know that mm -hmm. those um
3: jackets one they're super warm um and then they have have the ice packs built right into them yeah and they're also a flotation device correct they are not all of them some of yours is is. but
1: it's not a flotation device so, the jacket itself floats, and it helps you float, but you can't, like, say I'm on a it's boat, not like a, and there's a regulation yeah, like a that you jacket. have to wear a floating device, you can't wear that as a flotation device. Yeah. But it does assist you if you were to go through to help keep your head from going under. hmm So...
3: I was just thinking of twenty first jumps. I was thinking the same thing. Anything, you Anything can. can will be used as a flotation device. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I looked at Tom. We didn't even have to say it. We both knew. <laughs> but um, so just to uh, make it very obvious, what's safe? Four inches is if yeah.
1: you are sitting on four inches of solid black ice, clear ice, whatever you want to call it, you are you know pretty safe out there. That being said, you know, don't always don't stack. use caution. Yeah. I just
3: I don't want to beat around the bush here. Yeah, just don't, fill don't. wrenches of ice, yep. but be cautious. Use Yo, best judgment. Hundred
1: percent. There there is no ice that's safe. If you I'm, see, I'm gonna flat out yeah. I'm gonna flat out say that you're never gonna be on ice that's safe. Whether you're on two feet of ice, there could be a pressure crack there anything. And if the ice is a hundred percent stable, at the very least, it's slippery. And I've heard multiple stories of you know people, younger and older people, you know, slipping on the ice and getting real bad concussions. And so Mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing, if you're ice fishing, you gotta be more than careful while you're out there. So just to clear that up, Nick, yeah, if you if you're on four inches, um you're you're plenty safe out there. Um always, you know, use use your head. Um another big thing too, you'll see a bunch of different like we were talking I don't want to say colors, but consistencies of ice, you'll get Mm -hmm. like a slush. So ice fishermen don't really like snow. If it snows, you can actually insulate the ice enough that you'll actually lose ice because the water underneath the ice is warmer than 32 degrees and will actually melt the ice from the bottom going up. So... That being said, sometimes it gets warm. So it snows, it's, you know, under 32 degrees, then it gets up to 37 and kind of maybe gets a light rain and makes that snow a good slush. Then when that slush freezes, you know, you feel like you're walking on, and when you drill a hole, you know, six, seven inches of ice, but that top three or four inches is that white slush ice, which isn't very strong. Mm -hmm. And I've
0: seen a lot of times you like drill through two inches and then you got like literally a pocket of liquid yep. slush, then two more inches of mm-hmm. ice, then more slush.
1: Yeah, so it, like I said, it's real, real different cases depending on where you're at. and You're never 100% safe out there. Yeah,
3: so use your best judgment if people, like, just to kind of wrap up the safety and move on here. Just, um, you know, four inches of ice, but use your head. Yeah. If Pay you, attention if to if the conditions. If everybody's fishing in one area and there's not a single hut 200 yards out past them, probably don't venture out there um the majority of people that are out there daily know where it's safe to be Mm -hmm. um and just just use your head check the ice on your
1: way out yep Yep. and i know a lot of people get upset about this too but and sometimes you know it gets to me a little bit but at the end of the day it's just people trying to you know help out and prevent injuries but there's a lot of like you know facebook groups or instagram groups that will like post reports of ice thickness and uh, you can go on and try and add yourself to those groups and our Canadian you know, friends can use the blue us, ice report questions yep uh, <laughs> we, we use that while we were there but uh, local bait shops always have a pretty good idea of what the ice is looking like around that lake so mm-hmm. just to wrap it up be smart I'm not going to take you know responsibility for anybody going out on you know two no, inches of, of ice or yeah, if you go six out there on four inches and,
2: and four inches and fall through don't say oh white cut Outdoors said it was safe <laughs> yeah. no it's not what we're getting at
1: yeah there's yeah. there is no Use your head. no safe ice I'm just saying that right now so um, but mm-hmm. let's <clears throat> let's ro- get into the fun stuff yeah let's roll into equipment yeah. um, um, all done with safety
3: yeah now that now that you know that you're gonna be safe out there what do you what I mean what are you gonna need you need your big hook line and
1: sinker buddy yeah. that's it
3: uh, like a seven foot fly rod or um, how do you do I, it
1: I, I use my eight weight uh fly rod no um most of the people listening here probably have a pretty good idea about ice fishing and even the ones that don't you've probably seen the little tiny ice rods at your local sports store um big thing usually people are using those because you're you know just trying to pack small you're dragging it out you don't want to have to drag you know eight eight foot poles out there and if you're setting up a hut you can't have an eight foot rod inside your hut um usually they're pretty small just more compact, easier to fight a fish vertically. Um, you're sitting right over top of your hole. You can have more control with your line. You can really finesse the fish because usually in the winter time they're, you know, a lot more sluggish and finicky. So you're using you know two, three, four, five pound line when fish you'd normally be using you know six to eight on. So you need to really, really control them. But little little ice rod. Um, there's not really much that
2: probably going to want an
1: auger well
3: or a spud, a spud
1: bar. bar i've i've seen guys chip through eight inches of ice with a spud bar yeah
3: but i mean but, uh manual no. ice auger is a pretty inexpensive no. yeah you can get one piece. for
1: 50 bucks at you know dick's or field and stream or wherever
3: sportsman's warehouse or sportsman's warehouse yeah. or your local bait shop probably has them too they probably do support those guys
1: but um let's yeah let's let's try and keep it in order let's we'll do a real quick rundown of equipment so as i said poles uh your short poles your thin ice line um an auger a lot of people you know opt to have a hut sometimes it's really nice you can get out of the wind you can create you know little little shelters to what what word am i looking for here to shanty yeah, well, it's a shame, but I'm saying like to produ- you're not producing heat, but just kind of holding it insulating. in, insulating, insulating yourself. That's yeah, the one. That's the word I was looking for, Tom. Maintain. Thank you you Man- can
2: produce heat with a little
3: heater. Mm-hmm. You,
1: yeah, if you want a buddy heater, that's probably what another fifty bucks.
3: Depends on but what you go with. You can get ones for twenty four ninety nine that screw right to the top of the propane bottle. That's what I run.
1: Make sure you have your window open when you're running those guys. <laughs> yeah. you might, that's might, that. That's what I might use. Choke yourself out.
3: Um, but yeah, you can get like the Mister Buddies for Mister like Heater.
1: Mr. Buddy heater, yeah, I think yeah. For like sixty bucks or yeah. something. I depending got on the model, and,
3: but you can spend anywhere from twenty four yeah. ninety nine up to probably I would say no more than hundred bucks. Yeah,
1: depending on what heater you get. Now, you know what I've been seeing on Facebook lately? There's people that are going to their hardware store and getting a like paint tray like those little yes, wire to turn trays, into a grill. and they hook on to the front of your Mr. Buddy heater. Like, and perfectly. Can, yeah, and you can cook pizzas on your Buddy heater really? and bring a little pan and, like, heat up soup, and uh, it's pretty, I, I, pretty slick.
3: I, I want to give a pro tip uh, real quick uh, when it comes to your heater. This, that, that's what brought this up. This has nothing to do with that. A but set a
1: can of baked beans on top when you start <laughs> fishing about three hours in. Oh, boy. No, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm
3: going to eat it. So this is a pro tip that I've picked up over my years of ice fishing. Who's the um, pro you learned it me. from? You're the pro. Yep. Okay. Yep. I was in a tournament, so I consider myself a pro. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Getting paid to do it. I'm going to be in a tournament <laughs> uh, yeah. so Saturday, We're, we're all pros here. Uh, anyway, so pro tip from your uh, pro ice fisher, Nick Sobleski, here. How many times
1: uh, have you gone ice fishing? A lot. Maybe 50? A lot.
3: Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's um, a pro. Anyway... So when when it starts to get really cold um, and there's plenty of ice, and now everybody and their brothers out ice fishing, Mm -hmm. what you're going to find is all of the propane over in like your ice fishing section with the heaters is going to be sold out, and it's a pain in the butt. But what you don't know is that if you go over to the camping section, and even if you're at your Walmart and you go over to like the butane or I mean the propane like uh, torches, those long blue bottles uh, actually are the same thread. Um, It's a little awkward, um, but they're the same exact thread. Like, the bottle shape is different, but the threads are the same. Um, And you can screw those in your buddy heaters if you run into a point where you can't find your standard green short fat bottles. Um, Just something to think. Might sit a little crooked. Yeah, it's going to sit a little – yeah, but if if you're in a pinch where you need propane and you can't find your propane accessories –
1: is it, a, is it a pro tip, like a professional tip, or pro as in propane tip? Propane tip. Oh, okay. It's
3: so, a, a pro-propane tip. Oh, okay. Pro-protein.
1: Yeah. Oh, pro Pro-protein. Pro, pro-chetto. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but anyway, so just keep that in mind for your uh, ice fishers out there. When it gets real cold and everybody's buying their heaters, you can always head over into the lighter uh, propane torch section and pick up some propane from there.
1: Thank you, Nick. That's, yeah, uh, good stuff. That's a pretty good little tip there.
3: So... You got your fishing pole you got your heater you got optional auger
1: hot, auger hot. um and a lot of i mean the only things that you actually need you know is your pole your hooks and your auger and you some know a little bait. bit of bait some grubs or you can use plastics or whatever but everything else is you know a luxury in, in a luxury but a lot of times those luxuries really really help your success in fishing um two of the main ones that you're going to see now Actually, the big one that everyone's talking about now is that Garmin Panoptix with the mm-hmm. LiveScope. Everybody's, you know, dumping 2500 bucks into getting that ice fishing yeah. bundle. and uh, uh,
3: You're going to have to elaborate on that. I'm not they're familiar. They're freaking sweet.
1: So basically, it's a fish finder um, that shows a live feed. You know on your normal fish finder how the screen kind of scans across and it shows a little arc where there's a fish? On a traditional fish finder. You look at the fish finder. Oh, fish finder. Fish finder. It, I'm thinking it, of like those underwater cameras we no, use. Okay, no. fish so fish finder. finder. Yep, yep. It scans across. You see a little arc when there's a fish. Well, what, the, what Garmin has done is made it a live feedback. So you can actually, instead of seeing that arc, you will see almost like an outline sonar of the fish in live time moving. Now, they also have... So what's you can called, see your
3: bait on that as well? Yep. Mm-hmm. They have what's
1: called forward and down. So forward, you can put it in the water and it'll scan in front of you, and it'll show a chart of what fish are in front of you, what depth they are, and how far in front of you they are. So you can you know, pinpoint a fish at 15 feet down, 22 feet in front of you, walk 22 feet, drill a hole, drop your bait 15 feet down, and you're right on his nose.
0: They, it like reaches out like 120 feet. So if you drill so a if hole, you're dead you in can your scan area. a circle three, or, or 240 feet wide.
3: So, basically, it's, you can drill in and then you can locate a school within 240 feet, yep. essentially.
1: If you got, you know, 2500 bucks plus the, you know, transducer. Yeah, but I've t- noticed
3: that people, it doesn't matter what it costs, people will buy it.
1: No, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. That's the big thing, and that's... Now, We're not I, saying go out and buy yeah, this. I'm well, just saying I, I personally don't have one. Um, I have what's called a flasher, and I have an underwater camera. So pros and cons to each i mean that garment is just if you got sounds one, like all know, pros except for the price that's that's yeah. yeah that's the that's the top of the line there's not a single thing that you know a flasher i mean an underwater camera you might say you can physically see them but with that garment you can darn near see the fish it's mm-hmm. pretty wicked so um an underwater camera a lot of times uh, if you're having a slow day or even if you got younger kids that lose interest or something or or even, older people yeah, that yeah, Don't I mean, like uh, fishing that much, like yeah, myself. Exactly, Nick. It, he gets bored out there. But if you're on a camera and you you know see fish swimming by, it's kind of like playing a little video game. You can see your jig down there, and they walk right up to it. Now, actually, they walk right up to it. They walk right up to the camera. It's a sea no. cucumber, so he doesn't yeah. walk. <laughs> no, see, <laughs> Marlin, you yeah, see. But uh, no, I swim right up to it, and you know you can you can watch them and actually kind of. Play your jig to, you know, what they're feeling. If you know you're jigging real aggressive and it's spooking them, maybe slow it down a little bit. If you slowly start picking it up and you can watch the fish follow, um, maybe you can, you know, entice a strike like that. And I think we've talked about this on a real have we real done early
3: ice fishing podcast. I'm not sure if it it's was probably an back ice when nobody fishing was one. listening.
1: Yeah, maybe now we got you know millions of listeners tuning in, um, tuned in. Um, um, but Anyways, it's it makes it real fun, but that flasher basically is a graph that shows a LED light as an indication to where your jig is in the bottom. And, shows the whole water column. Yeah, and you can you know target fish in the water column, and it kind of sh- scans a little bit out. The cones are still pretty narrow. I'm not sure exactly what the... They're what
0: different. Some are like 12 degrees. Some are 19 yeah, degrees. Yeah, like
1: 20 Four or whatever but the cone that shines down uh is a little bit bigger you have a little more view than a than an underwater camera does but again those are all you know luxury items that can help you you know uh catch more fish but they're not not needed oh and a depth finder that's always nice to have in your bucket to mm-hmm. so you don't have to tie your big fat weight on there and drop it down and pull your line up and measure it and you can just kind of tap that on the top of the water, and it tells you, Tom, you about to say something?
2: Yeah, just uh, something I like about the underwater cameras, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the episode where you mentioned that fish under ice are typically you know, pretty slow and lethargic. Mm-hmm. With that underwater camera, you got your jig down there, you can see your jig, and I've experienced this countless times where yeah, that fish will just go put its nose right up to your jig and just stare at it and and it'll suck it in and just hold it and if you didn't have that underwater camera you would have no idea that your hook is in that fish's mouth Mm -hmm. so you know you drop your bait down there and you can watch a fish you know suck in your bait and even though you don't feel it you still set the hook and
1: because when they're real real finicky like you're talking i mean usually ice fishing you go a lot off of feel you have a very light action rod a lot of the times and when you're jigging you know you can feel them barely take that in and that's when you set the hook but like Tom's saying sometimes that jigging you know scares the fish away so you almost are dead sticking at that point and like you said you you'd never know that that you know crappy or perch or bluegill or whatever took your bait in when you're when your rods at a dead stick you just
2: feel it and I've tested it out just to see what will happen where i've watched a fish suck in my bait mm-hmm. and it'll just sit there and spit it out you you'd have no idea it's not like they suck it in and then start it hold it for a while and then take off i've seen them they'll just suck it in and spit it out mm-hmm. and you'd never have any idea if you didn't have a camera on them so
1: well it all depends on what you're fishing for if you're fishing you know a lake that's a little bit dirtier and you're fishing in 50 foot of water that camera's not really going to do you any good yeah. down, down 50 feet. You know, a lot of the cables don't even go 50 feet. So mm-hmm. at that point, Even if, you know, like,
0: in a shallower like if the water's super murky, murky, it's really tough to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, even at night, too. I mean, a lot of them do have an LED light mm-hmm. on them now, but, you know, sometimes that deters fish away from it. Or, I yeah. mean, in some cases it can attract fish. But, yeah. Um, that's, you know, when you're fishing, maybe that deeper water, that dirtier water, or even depends on the species you're going for. That's when, you know, a flasher might, might be your, your ticket there. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, it all depends on the application.
1: But now we got the, the gear out of the way. I mean, uh, we can tell a little story you mentioned earlier about your, uh, Kanadota big pike tournament no. uh what, what was that like what equipment were you guys using so, <clears throat> that was the first time correct me if i'm wrong the first time you fished that lake yeah, yeah. first so time we what, fished where did you how'd you pick where to set up would you look oh for we went and,
2: the weekend before and did some scouting
1: yeah we didn't okay. really do a
3: whole lot of fishing though but, but anyway so I'll, I'll run you through yeah what'd, um, you, what'd you do there so Canada lake that was a ice fishing tournament the guy d- does every year um it's known for its monster perch yeah it's sure um basically they give out prizes for biggest perch walleye crappy pike and they used to do musky but they hadn't caught <laughs> illegal musky in years and i think he pulled it off of the the card um, and i think the year he pulled it off the card somebody caught illegal musky
1: I was, I was just gonna say me and my buddy hunter daniels were in a tournament same thing a bunch of different species top three biggest ones got prizes the year we were in it was the first year muskie was removed from the tournament because someone hadn't caught one in like the past three or five years or something. And it was before that; it was a thousand dollar payout. Mm-hmm. That day that we were in that tournament, Hunter caught a caught a muskie. Wow! And it was the first year it was taken out. Was it legal? Yeah, yeah. This it was big. It had a cleft lip though, but it was um, it was pretty cool looking. Yeah.
3: So basically, the the tournament starts at I think seven or eight on Saturday. And it went until noon on Sunday. Um, you it's don't. A long one. Yeah, you don't have to. It's basically just a weekend tournament. Um, there was only us and two other groups that stayed out all night. We got there Saturday morning, and we did not leave until Sunday at noon. Um, and the winner for walleye uh, actually was caught in the middle of the night while we were out there. Um, he actually had. He brought his hut. He was up on shore and he was just using it for heat and he had all tip-ups out on uh the ice nice but um and then there was another guy uh, i can't remember what his name was um it doesn't matter but he was out there throughout the night too um but i mean we we packed a grill out with us and we were grilling burgers and dogs all night long you know just having a good old time um we didn't really catch a whole lot throughout the night. I think a couple crappy. Like it was a pretty slow night. We didn't catch um, a whole lot throughout the day. Either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was a, it was um, a tough lake. And actually, I think we were last hour, two hours of the tournament. Uh, we decided to make a move um, closer to shore just because it was getting close to the end of the tournament. Um, and I think it was Frank that picked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why don't we throw one tip up out? You know, we threw a single tip. There was a guy had. Oh, there was a group of guys. They had maybe six, seven tip ups out frank decided he'd walk out there through one tip up out in the middle um and he came back he was fishing with me in our hut and he sat back down i looked out and i said frank you forgot to put the flag down he's like no i put the flag down it like was literally Whoa. immediately and i was like well frank the flag's up and then all of a sudden we start hearing some other guys flag flag you know you know and so we start running back out there and frank reaches in and grabs the line and he you know could feel that it was peeling line so we had something I was gonna
1: say when you walked up to it was it spinning? it was spinning it was yeah. spinning so he the so we knew it, in the world it when you mm-hmm. walk knew up it had something and that's things just um, ripping mm-hmm. so
3: frank grabs the line and he's just real careful and he gave it one good yank mm-hmm. and he said it felt like he snagged a log like it was like it just stopped mm-hmm. and it was like oh man
1: this is a good one
3: so we start pulling this thing up and frank fought it with his bare hands just you know it's tip up um just pulling on the line, and. Didn't take too long, a couple minutes, um, pulled it out, and it ended up being like a 35-inch pike, um, which big one. It, it was big. It was better, bigger than last year's it first place. It was a real healthy fish. It was yeah. like 12 pounds. Yeah, nice big fish. Um, biggest one of the day until conveniently somebody else mm-hmm. had Like five it. minutes before the end. Yeah, um, never saw the fish at the podium, but that's okay. Um, it's whatever. We have our uh, we have our doubts. <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, rumor has it it was the tournament runners, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Gotcha. It happens. Um, you know, we had a blast either way. Yeah, it was um, a good tournament. Yeah, like I said, it was a, it was really nice. Pike. We had a blast doing it. Um, but yeah, so that was. I mean, it's something about ice fishing. Just is it's more relaxed to me than other fishing. It's the
2: fact that you drink a lot of beer while doing it. Yeah, that could I think be but that like, has like we a lot to do we literally
3: brought the grill and, you know, a couple beers out and just had a great old time out so, there.
1: To get to get some information out of this. Um, you know, it was a, you know, real entertaining story. It's awesome, you know, you guys caught probably how many fish realistically do you think in that whole turn? Uh, we like,
3: caught quite
0: a few, like tiny just perch. They're real small. Tiny mm-hmm. perch some we some were crappies, plentiful, but uh, it's a dead lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we caught a few okay crappies. A we lot weren't of small on the perch. brush pile, though. Yeah, that yeah. was our problem. So <laughs> so we, these we all
1: inside jokes we, here. Yeah, so say.
3: basically, we had this. Uh, we had this. Well, we got uh, out go there ahead. like four in the morning Saturday to get our spot. I'm not, not really sure why we did that, but anyway, we were out there like four in the morning, and we weren't the first. We we get set up and this guy comes up to us and man did he smell bad um he like, worse like, than the Amish like
1: smelled like weed or poop no just bad or, just
3: okay. bad. bo <laughs> like if you were to say like wow that guy doesn't smell good yeah that, that's what but he anyways, smelled so like anyway so me and Frank we're, we're in this like tiny hut you know this is like a frable from the 90s you know there's duct tape all over this thing that is thing. a nice one um, yeah like, missing a pole. Oh, yeah, but any- I know what, how you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, so this guy, like, gingerly comes walking over. He invites himself in, unzips the hut, and he gets, he takes one power step into the middle, puts his foot in between my legs. He's, like, straddling him. Yeah, like, right over top of my knee, gets right in the hut. No idea who this guy no, is. Yeah, no, i never idea. met him. And he just starts talking to us about how he got out there Friday night to get his spot, and he's, he's on the brush pile, so it's it's all good. He's already got the tournament one in the bag, done deal. Yep. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, mean, he he was. He said it's a dead lake. If you've never fished this lake, you're probably screwed. Um, I think he packed his bags by noon. Yeah, uh, yeah, he but, tapped out quick. Uh,
1: but anyway, well, probably because he's been there since Friday. He was yeah, running, yeah. you know, forty eight hour tournament. He probably here. caught his limit already. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was a anyway, I mean, It was just we were, we
3: laughed about it. Like, yeah. I, it's you know, it, it happens.
0: When he finally uh, walked away, me and Nick were like. Looking at each other like, is this guy for real? He literally just unzipped our hut. Infected. You know, sometimes like you'll yeah. say something to someone, like we'll want to talk to somebody. You like, hey, you know, like knock on their hut or something. Yeah. He walks Usually, up, well, unzips it, stepped right in. People have their heaters going, so they're trying
3: to keep it warm in there. Typically, like if somebody wants to talk to you, you just talk through the hut. Yeah. And if somebody wants to, they will unzip it. Like for this you. guy had yeah. no, like there was no announcement. It was just like me and Frank are sitting in there, and all of a sudden our hut starts getting unzipped. So I figured it was Tom or Hunter. And yeah. some random dude just like power steps right in, like, "Hey, that's funny. What's going on?"
1: Uh, so, for for all those people listening that you know either want to ice fish a new lake or have never ice fished before, ever, like, what what do you look for? Like, the whole lake's got safe ice, so you don't have to worry about you know dodging ice. So it it depends what, on species. What yeah? What tactics did you use on Canada so, to pick your spot? Um,
3: a lot of times you can find depth maps online of lakes, um, so that's a good place to start. And knowing the fish that you're targeting. Um, for us, the first part of the tournament we were fishing panfish, um, so we were more just trying to get out a little bit deeper. Um, you know, because the deeper you get um, into like the lake, the warmer the water will be down lower. And we've, and for us, it seems that found better luck with panfish. Um, if you can find those pockets. Yes. It, um, and then, but for pike, um, pike are a little, they like a lot shallower water um, and grassy bottoms. So basically, if you drop down and you, you know, hook into some dillweed or something, you're probably getting close to pike country. Um, what? Nothing. Dillweed. <laughs> <laughs> Duckweed. There you go. Thank that's, you. that's the
1: right yeah. one. Duckweed floats on the surface. Dillweed's so.
3: really good in chicken nuggets and dip but uh, anyway dill du-
1: dip is really good uh
3: duckweed um duckweed they find the we yeah they tell us uh, from what we've found is you want to be right on the edge of like the grassy to the sandy bottoms mm-hmm. um Another so basically thing- we oh, used yep. i guess for luke to clarify when he's saying like what we did to prepare for this um we went to the lake ahead of time like a week before talked to some people that have fished it um just be friendly you know, walk up to ice huts, See. unzip them, step right in. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: how many fish did you catch today, and what are you using? Ask yeah. them that.
3: You know, just talk to local people that have fished there. Pull out your um,
1: GPS and ping the location yeah. of their hut. You know, they yeah. like that. Bait
3: shops, um, like, get the go to the closest bait shop to the body of water you're fishing. Um, they'll likely—most bait shops don't, like, they— at least, as far as I know, don't really hold information because they, they aren't out they there want fishing. You,
1: they want you to go catch fish, so you so go you come back, back to their bait shop. Yep, yeah. that's hundred percent.
3: Sometimes I feel like they tell me um, that whatever they've got an abundance of is what everybody's hitting them on. Yep. yep um, so take that with a grain of. If somebody tells you they're all hitting on golden shiners on Lake Erie, and they got um, you know
1: only a, you know twenty emerald shiners left in their yeah. tank, but five hundred yeah. goldens. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If
3: somebody, yeah. If the sign says shiners out front. It's probably Golden's, yeah. and that's not what everybody's getting hit on. It's the Um, Just a, another pro tip, pro, not pro a propane tip, tip though. Oh, that's this just is a, pro a professional tip. tip. Yeah. Okay. One or thing. Promotional. No. Yep.
0: Tom, did you have something to say? Which, if <laughs> you if, sounded if, like your CD was skipping.
2: Yeah. No, I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah. No. Sure. Yep. <laughs> throw out there. You now, this is just my experience. I'm not a professional fisherman Uh, i do have success i i do know some tricks but from what i have found transition areas are a great spot and by that i mean where like fish the weed line where the weeds go to a sandy gravel bottom or um where a flat goes into a big incline Mm um i've had really luck rock edges good luck on the Incline as well as on the top of the flat and on the bottom of the flat.
1: Just close to that flat. Yeah,
2: close to the incline. In um, in my structure, ex- yep, is big. Yep. If like, you know where, like that one guy said, the brush pile. <laughs> Typically, <laughs> those are good spots, are good what? hiding spots for pan fish. And then if you know pan fish are hiding in there, obviously, Bring your about predator bigger fish, fish are gonna come investigate.
1: You're talking about the brush pile. What was this? Isn't fishing, but what was the tip that guy gave you about? You know, the, you'll, he didn't. you'll find coppers by white perch. What, yes, what was that? that was the white. <laughs> that, that was white, snake white hunting. Perch, it was snake perch hunting trees, but it sounded like perch. Yes, yeah,
2: the white perch. Um, yeah, if you can find a stream with white perch in it, I think that was also the guy.
3: Big time snake hunter. Guy knows more about snakes than people, and he didn't have his own snake tube. Well, so
1: he knows enough that he doesn't need one to wrestle a snake. Yeah, he exactly. can tell just by looking at it if yep. it's legal.
3: Uh, you kind of can. But usually, like we looked at a lot, of, uh, this is way off topic, but you've yeah. seen enough legal snakes, and usually, like, yeah, but obviously, you're going
2: count as subscotal scales.
3: The toaster strudel scales. Yeah, you just grab them.
2: Yeah. it right behind the head, like you're catching a crawfish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> crawfish.
1: <laughs> See if I can I'm catch careful. one. All right, but anyways, back to ice fishing. Um, so, Nick, you know, told you what he looks for, Tom did. My favorite thing to do. Um, a lot of people. I mean, there are seasonal, you know, fishermen out there that aren't, you know, too serious about it. But me, I fish, you know, year round, rain or shine, you know, frozen or you know, hot. It don't matter. I'm out there. So one of my favorite things to do is those lakes that you know I want to explore in the winter time. I'll hit them in the summertime on my boat, drive around with my fish finder, scan them, you know, figure out where the you know the pockets are, mark them mm-hmm. on my GPS, and. When the lake freezes, you know the bottom doesn't change a whole lot. I can go right back to that same exact spot. And, you yeah. know, find Rather that than structure. Go out and drill a hundred holes to find know, that. Um, but you know, sometimes you don't have that luxury. You you get into a nice fishing tournament and uh, you've never fished that lake before, and you know you got an hour, two hours to find where you want to fish. Um, you like Nick said, you can pull up maps of it. Look for high, fish highways is what I call them. Anywhere where that water is pinched and fish are forced to go somewhere. Um, if you look at real quick, uh, any any of the Finger Lakes or, uh, you know, Chautauqua Lake, any of those real long lakes, you'll mm-hmm. see points of the lake where, you know, it necks down real far, sometimes by creek mouths or somewhere. Those areas that are pinched, sometimes it's not in ice fishing, sometimes it's open water, but... Like Tom said, just different areas where fish are going to be forced to be that structure for smaller fish, you know, weed weed lines, just wherever drop offs, you know, shale edges, rock piles, you know, wherever. So brush piles, br- the brush pile on Canadota. If anyone's listening, the fish is Canadota, If you find the brush pile, you're into them. Anywhere else, you won't catch anything. It's a dead lake.
2: Luke, well, I don't know where he got these pointers, but I I live by them and they're. They've taught me a lot when it comes to fishing. I don't know where, I don't know if Luke wants to give away where he got these pointers, but one that really stuck with me is don't leave fish to find fish. So if you're out there fishing, catching fish, I'd, I'd, that's some real stuff right there because
1: yeah. people I told, do it all the time. I told Tommy that a while back, and it's you it's know so
3: simple, but it's it, important. It's true
1: if you know you you were catching some fish and. You know, maybe it got slow for a little bit, or you know, they're just intermittent and whatever. And you're looking around, you know, no one's really catching any. You know, you're having a you slower day, but why why are you gonna leave those fish that you're avidly catching that were you know there and just to yeah, go unless f-
3: you're targeting a certain species and you can't get into those. Yeah, but if yes. you're if you're on the lake and you're catching perch, trying to catch perch, and you know you're not catching that many, but you're catching perch, yeah. it's better than no catch.
1: Yep and you know there's there are times you know where you know there's there's a hut you know out there that your buddies are in you guys kind of split up and you know you caught four and they caught 14 okay well maybe maybe Mm -hmm. go out there there's probably more of abundance but if it's you know a lake you're not really used to or whatever um and you're not you know you're not caring what you're catching go make that lake swiss cheese and bounce around to every hole and you Mm -hmm. know figure out where they are that way the next time you go you can you know have a have a better day there but it just look for a frozen
3: pile of perch by somebody's hut yeah
1: i mean just it's just like anything else you know you're not going to walk onto a brand new lake the first time and you know catch a 35 inch pike you can but uh and do do better than the guys who've been fishing there for five years yeah it does happen you know you can set up on a on a real real lucky spot the brush pile or uh you know you could not catch anything but it just just put the time in you know if if it's real cold and brisk out there, I know sometimes I, you know, will set my hut up. If it's real windy and you know I dread getting out of my hut, and packing up everything, mm-hmm. dragging it in another, you know, five hundred yards, drilling another set, setting back up. So I kind of just hunker down and sit in the same spot and don't catch anything. Is like that the right way with to the do door it? Open. No, yeah, I know you do. But I remember uh, one time it was probably correct me if i'm exaggerating here probably about 20 mile an hour winds with gusts of maybe 30 30 40 miles an hour Does that seemed reasonable when we were was, out the, out on the, the wind bay. chill was the yeah.
3: wind chill was so bad they canceled school yeah it was yeah, it was like negative was, 40
1: yeah it the was the like chill. negative
2: 10 with a wind chill of negative 40 so it was rough it was, rough. So it was so cold good day to ice fish talking yeah. about,
1: yes you know school got canceled we figured you know hey let's go ice fishing this is not uh, this uh is for entertainment this isn't an actual story this is just a fictional story that happens so uh it's
3: a fictional podcast we've
1: said it yeah, before. yeah it's a fictional podcast so we we thought you based know, on true stories school's canceled let's uh let's go ice fishing so the four of us sitting here decided we'd uh we'd go out on the bay actually
2: school wasn't canceled there was a two-hour delay and Frank's truck wouldn't start, so we decided to skip school.
1: No, I think what it
0: was, they said it was your, it was parental parents discretion. discretion. Parental yes. discretion. And your mom was going to make you go to school, and then you're like, we can't just leave Frank here with a broken truck. And yeah, weren't,
3: were you like at our house or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I spent know, the night. I don't know, yeah, you were over at the house, and it, it was literally so cold, like, trucks were not starting. I know yeah, my was, blazer wouldn't, because was that was cool. back, That's be, yeah, that was back when I had just the blazer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 84 Jimmy does not start at negative 10 degrees. It literally yeah. just doesn't even think about it. Yeah. So
1: we, we thought, you know, let's let's go out and ice fish. Um, not a single person out on the lake. We knew that the ice was safe because it was, you know, this cold. It had been, it'd been cold for yeah. weeks. Um, but everyone was avoiding the ice because of the winds. So Nick and Frank got set up in their hut. They had a fold-over uh, guide series like a clam uh they had you know set it up staked it down and you know we're lines in the water fishing nice and warm inside me and tom are you know well i shouldn't even say that i am (laughs) struggling to set up tom's fishing yeah so i don't know what the hell he was doing so (laughs) i'm trying to set up this chapelle and it's like a sail in the wind and i can't keep this thing down i'm i staked it down it's ripping the stakes out and finally uh we get it, you know, held down and barely by, you know, the stake finally held. I got my foot outside the hut with 40 mile an hour winds ripping. So my foot's freezing and I don't have any, any of my, you know, rods rigged up or anything. And Tom's just sitting there jigging and I'm, you know, getting pissed. Free, yeah. Freaking out, trying to hold this hut still. And I'm like, Tom, can you like help me hold this hut? Cause I can't even fish right now. Cause if I move my foot, we're going to go sliding across this ice and he's like no dude he's like you're doing good you got it and that was the last straw so i just stood up got (laughs) out of the hut and there tom went you know towards canada (laughs) he just started sailing across the bay quick and yeah real quick and you know Nick gets because my door is yeah, open. Nick, I can see this whole gets out of his hut and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Tom's being an idiot. I'm done." <laughs> so I watch Nick start barreling across the now, ice. Mind and you, again,
3: this is when yeah. I was way too cheap to actually get cleats, and I had yeah. like the Eagle Claw, like the 3.99 pair. That's like yeah. a piece of sheet metal that they bend the four corners over.
1: Yeah, they're real, <laughs> real nice. You know, spikes. And again, ice safety tip: don't run on the ice. This is fictional. a fictional story. Um, so nick goes sprinting after tom's hut you know grabs a hold of the rope and basically turns it into like you see those guys who go windsurfing well nick was like windsurfing but ice skating with cleats on it was phenomenal to watch i wish you guys could see tom made it like
3: 150 yards in like
2: seconds it was ridiculous it was Mm -hmm. it was
1: great um so i would like
2: to see how far i could have gone i was (laughs) gassed i'd tell you that i was i was gassed Like I might just go out there on a nice windy day
3: sometime and And just 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 let it ride. Just ride one. Yeah,
1: that's not a bad idea. Bring your passport. (laughs) (laughs) See on the other side. I do believe that year the lake Erie did freeze. It did totally freeze over, which Mm -hmm. hadn't happened in a couple years since then. It was it was a cold year. It was. Yeah, I remember we were fishing in
0: March. I don't
1: think May. not
3: May, but we were fishing in March, March. well into March. They both start with an M. And yeah, and it was like And and an A right after that.
1: Yep, but I think it was like, you know, 50 degrees outside. There was, you know, six inches of water on top of the ice and still 18 inches of ice Mm -hmm. underneath it. It was crazy. Yeah, Yeah, white
3: caps across the ice. Yeah. Yeah, that year was nuts. It kind of sparked, you know, we pretty much we've covered a lot of different stuff for, like, gear and stuff, but I do want to, because we've all done a lot of ice fishing over the years, just kind of each of us tell some of our favorite stories from, ice fishing, because I, personally, I have more fun ice fishing than any other type of fishing. You want to go, um, well, go I mean, around the horn? And yeah, like, I mean, was that your one of your favorite experiences, or?
1: No, by far, uh, actually, you know. <laughs> actually buddy, wasn't. Our good buddy Trevor always reminds us, you know, we'll laugh about this later, and that's what we're doing now, laughing about it. But in the moment, I was not having a good time.
3: So, why don't we'll, we'll let you redeem yourself with one of your favorites uh, times well, out on the ice, because Like you said, I have a blast ice fishing. Not very great at it. I mean, I'm a pro. Yeah,
1: he gives pro tips. Um, I, you know, I've caught, you know, pike, steelhead, walleye. Never landed a muskie through the ice. I've hooked into them uh, on regular poles, watched them eat on camera, uh, seen them at the surface. Pretty certain I had them on tip-ups unless, you know, it was a, 32-inch walleye or something. No, I never saw it, but there was no pike in the lake, and it was really the only thing it could have been, but um, never confirmed a muskie on the ice. But I think, honestly, one of my favorite memories was when Lake Erie did completely freeze, and I'm not going to give out exactly where we were, but uh, we were ice fishing, and it was non stop perch action and i don't think we were catching any perch that were you know under maybe nine inches was probably the smallest one ever they were averaging probably 11 12 inches on these that's perch. a good day and you know we'd go out catch your 30 your buddy would catch 30 and his buddy would catch 30 you would go flay him up and go back out the next day and you know catch 90 more and it was just i have a picture on my phone we'll we'll post it on white cat just to get people you know excited where i have a table with if i had to guess there's probably close to 100 perch laying on the table and maybe you know 20 crappy and it was just phenomenal i don't i can't recall another time where we were just hammering fish that Not since good, the canada days that, when my yeah, when yeah
3: we well, were real real little that
1: big a fish that steady for that you know Couple weeks spanned was just phenomenal. Yeah, Canada
3: used to have a no limit, um, and I mean, they were all small perch, but we, we should, used to
0: catch some nice perch, up yeah.
1: There. But there was a lot
3: of, I mean, I remember Uncle Doug, Uncle, Uncle Doug, would I know would he I think he, the first time he went with us caught his limit and he was throwing everything in the bucket, yeah. Like,
1: yeah, we we got kind of spoiled living on you know Lake Erie with the yeah, perch. You know, you, we really do have you, you can like, catch some 13 in 14 inch spot. perch and you know. You go to Chautauqua or something, you catch an eight inch or seven incher and you know, you throw it back and someone kinda of looks at mm-hmm. you and you're like, is... It's a little ass asper- <laughs> is... And yeah, they're not it's... as thick either. No, no. These I mean we can catch perch over, you know, two pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, thick. Clark Clark's was almost, you know, three pounds that mm-hmm. he caught.
0: The one I caught I think was two eight. That's That's that was biggest. a big perch.
1: Yeah. Did we post the picture of my perch on uh, on White Cat? Which remember. one you've caught a lot of perch? The, the My uh, open water when I was fishing in the spring, it was two ounces shy of Clark's.
0: That's a big one. Clark,
1: yep. does he have the
3: state record right now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it official? Like he yes. beat it by two ounce? Yep. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago.
1: 100% legal, yeah. I, I was actually out on the bay. Um, Sorry, spoiler only... alert where he caught it, but yeah. I actually was out there the day he caught it and saw him on his boat out there.
3: Yeah, because I, 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 I think it's stupid the way it works where... To beat the record, you have to beat it by two ounces. Yeah, it doesn't like, make any sense. Um, if
0: it's one ounce bigger. If it's half
3: know, an ounce bigger, uh, it's bigger. My grandpa's buddy, um, Jack Gill, uh, or McGill. McGill. Yeah, McGill. McGill. I think it was um, McGill that caught it. Yeah, he did. Um, he had he beat the record by like one ounce.
1: This was before Clark beat it. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. before Clark. Yeah, Clark's would have um, beaten McGill's, but at the time, McGill would have had Yeah, but
3: because he didn't beat it by two ounces, it didn't count. Like, yeah, to me, dumb. just seems
1: absolutely ridiculous. I mean, but... their, their thought process behind it is fish do, like, float weight uh, mm-hmm. after you catch them. Um, when you bring them out of the water, when you just have them in a bucket, when they die, um, they'll actually lose weight. And I, I get, you know, why they put the tolerance in there for, you know, whether it's scale tolerance because they're not all on the same exact scale or whatever. But I do agree with you. The record's if, if a record. You, if you bring your fish in and at the time you weigh it in, if it's heavier i think you should get it
0: yeah i agree
1: anyway so that's that's probably my you know favorite days like going out is just catching those perch now the most fun fish i think to catch is steelhead when you i've never done that through the ice when you're ice fishing you can get on brown trout and steelhead it is just phenomenal nothing screams your dream we gotta go
3: back up to simcoe for that they got big lake trout up in simcoe i'm pretty sure yeah that'd be, you, that'd those be are those places you can like rent cabins way out there for like yeah, a weekend yeah, yeah. and you, there's like bunks and then like a massive hole cut out of the middle of your yep that'd be, be a lot of fun take you out on a snowmobile for the weekend and you just you sleep at your ice hole yep.
0: essentially
1: yep. we should look into that
0: we should I a lot would do of ice that.
1: holes out there there's a lot of ice holes out sure there sure do love pumpkin scott tom right, tommy you ever you ever had any days out there that you know just stuck with you ever since? Yeah,
2: we took a trip to Canada. What two years ago? Yeah, two or three. Two years or three.
3: Ago. I can't
0: remember. Oh. I think two.
3: Trying to think
1: real hard about. Three years. Yeah, about uh, what memorable moment would be here? Let's, let's just hear it. Just the trip. Just oh, man, the, the, the trip. Wasn't the actual fishing itself. It was man, just the, a lot of perch there. Yeah,
2: I mean we crushed the six-inch perch absolutely yeah, we did. slaughtered them. yeah i mean as quick as you were dropping down there you were pulling i, I mean i don't know even know how many doubles and triples i caught but it was a lot it was funny that's another cool thing when you have an underwater camera if you're running you know a crappy rig <laughs> okay,
1: you drop uh, it down there let me let me real quick for the people listening I would say 99% of the time you're ice fishing, you are not using a crappy rig. <laughs> but it, was, it, a, it called for it. You're using a tungsten jig, you know, a real small tungsten jig or a bear hook or something, you know. But Tom, you know, thought, geez, there's, I'm only catching one at a time. Why not throw three hooks down there?
2: Yeah, well, so you throw three hooks down there with your camera, <laughs> and you see one fish hit. You set the hook. Two seconds later, you set the hook. Wait. Two seconds later, another one will hit, set the hook, and you reel up three fish. Just like that. It
1: It was throw all three of them back.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It worked out pretty well. And it was just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we Bean drinking can. Canadian beer. Yeah, we went up with a good group of guys. What was the guy's name? We met up. Ed there? Eddie. 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 Me too, please. Yeah, he
0: drank all of Frank's whiskey. I all ate, of it. The whole bottle. <laughs> I had yeah, one sip, and it. he had the rest. He did
2: say please, though.
0: He, he did, did every Me single too, time.
1: please. Yep, every time, and he crushed that bottle. It was a fifth, and probably about. 15 minutes yeah it was he, wild. Was, he was he was on it he invited us over to watch the
2: leaves there. game but never it, capitalized you, on you it. can't
1: make this up like you know we it was the most canadian it. thing i've ever we joked about it going up you know we were saying a and no and you know <laughs> sorry but you know this guy what was his name eddie 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 would say you know me too please you know take a three second pull out of frank's bottle and oh, sorry sorry and 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 Honest to God, invited us over to watch the Leafs play.
3: (laughs) Let me. I'll run through this real quick. So we met him. um, We were just getting ready to go on the ice, and he was also just getting ready to go on the ice. Um, But we went our separate ways on the lake. Pretty much like we figured that was the end of that. Like how many you talk to people in the parking lot all the time? Yep. Um, Hours later, Eddie shows up at our ice hut. I have no idea how he found because Simcoe's huge. Yeah. Um, But uh, he finds us. And that's when he started drinking all Frank's whiskey, and we had a couple beers with him. Just had a really good time, and he was like, "Hey, you know, like I can take you guys fishing somewhere else, um, some other place for some trout and stuff, whatever." So like, let me give you my number. So my dad, you know, takes Eddie's number down, and he heads off. After a while, watches him kind of stumble away and smoke his cigarettes <laughs> as he walks. Up. He smokes a lot of darts. Yeah, I was gonna say. He's um, a real nice guy, yeah, though. Yeah, he's good. Nice. One of the Great nicest guy. guys I've ever met. Um, so, you know, we finish the rest of the day out. We go out to this pub and get some poutine. Um, French fries and gravy. Uh, the uh, it's the most Canadian French thing I could gravy, think of. Um, but anyway, so we're in, we're having dinner and my dad's phone goes off and it's a number he doesn't recognize and he's like, eh, whatever. And, you know, we just go back to eat and a couple minutes later, same number calls me. And he's like, what, what is this? Puts it away. Third time. Phone come like same number. Very what? persistent. P- yeah, picks up and he's like, hey, "Hello, who's in?" It's Eddie, and my dad's like, "I thought you gave me your number." He's like, "Oh, that was my cousin's phone." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why he gave my dad his cousin's phone number and then called from his own phone number. And then that was when he told you, "Hey, watching the Leafs game. If you guys want to pop on over watch the Leafs, like it, yeah, it was very Canadian." I absolutely love it. Met this
1: guy one time for about a half hour and is inviting us over to his house to you know drink some beer and watch hockey. It was phenomenal. The leaves, yeah. It was good. Yeah, the leaves game.
3: So but that was it was a good time.
1: I, I do in the hotel we stayed in, you could probably get high standing in the hallway. Oh yeah. I that mean,
0: place was, was trash. Well
2: weed's legal up there, I think. It is. It is. Uh, there was prostitutes and I don't know if that's I don't know legal. If those are legal. I don't but... think so, but they were there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was an awesome. I think it was like thirty nine
2: ninety five a night.
3: It was really Canadian. nice place. Yeah, yeah, it
0: was like 24 USD.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a nice place. It was
3: cheap, yeah, but you can. Nice. Rent the a lot rooms of open, by the hour.
0: Yeah, a lot of open doors. Yeah, have... you'd walk down the hallway, and like every other door was open. People were just jumping back and forth through the room, smoking dope. It was. It was it a good was spot.
1: I I do now that you know you're bringing this up. I was thinking like, you know, when we went to Canada, you know, we caught you know a ton, but they were all you know five six inches. But once you get you know outside the fishing aspect. You know that's why we all do it. You know, it's yeah. not just for the, it's the fish; experience. it's the experience, and that that does have to be you know one of the the best trips there. Tom. Yeah, that was
2: that was fun. And yeah. when we crossed the border, our phones like reset. I switched my truck over to kilometers, <laughs> <laughs> but we could we like lost internet connection because we were over the border and we couldn't figure out how to get it back onto the. Oh, that's right. We couldn't figure out our GPSs.
3: We like as soon as we crossed the border, had no idea where we were going. And
1: mm-hmm. that was when there was like that. The tailwinds are some yeah you're like getting storm, blown like across the, like 80 mm-hmm. mile an hour gusts yeah there were semis rolling and, over yeah like they, we were sitting there was like at uh, what is it called customs yeah, yeah like in right the line board. and there was brand a brand new sports car yeah and there was a semi that was turned over because it was just sitting still and the wind had tipped it and there was a guy in a Dodge Challenger like brand new bright purple like beautiful plum car. crazy purple yeah plum crazy purple. <laughs> And there were these tarps that had ripped off of like the gate uh that separated you know the two lanes. It's like metal just, rivets all yeah, the way and down. And just destroying this guy's car. And there's cars in front of him and behind <laughs> him. Couldn't so he move. couldn't move and this this tarp was just destroying this dude's paint. It was it was a bad storm. Yeah. Good time. It was, it was a very good, good time. Good time up in Canada. Eh? Uh,
3: yeah, that uh, Canada trip's gotta be uh all of that's gotta be one of my favorite trips. Just like uh, like the, the Canadians are so nice. They really are. Like, you know, the, the, our bartender was super nice at the restaurant, you know? Yeah. Just every, I, anyone when you she, can had, like, she had like, she with... like, we got, I got like a burger and fries and it actually said, um, it's a, I feel like an idiot after this, but this is funny. It, I got a, <laughs> it was called like the Canadian burger or something and it had bacon on it. So <laughs> I was like, is that, is that ham or, can, or like canadian bacon because like, like we call like canadian bacon's ham and like she's like it's bacon like we have ham and bacon up here so like turn spoiler alert canadian bacon's not a thing in canada uh <laughs> they have ham and bacon up there
2: i tell you what um, i was pretty caught off guard when she asked i ordered fries and she said gravy on that's that. what i was
3: getting to is like yeah so she was super nice about that clearing that up for me my whole childhood was flipped upside Ruined. down yep <laughs> um and then you know i had burger and fries and she's like you want gravy on that i was like Mm-hmm. excuse me like what gravy on your fries and she's like yeah that's like kind of the standard thing around here like you guys just put yeah they call it poutine you and then so i was like yeah i'll put gravy she's like cheese how about curds? cheese curds And i was like now you're blowing my mind <laughs> i'm like whoa so then we all got poutine. french fries and gravy with poutine or just, well cheese curds, the cheese curds which dish. makes it poutine yeah. um phenomenal katie Canadian, the canadians have everything figured out on that they do um Good people, you can drink at 18, so I had that's pretty cool. My first legal
1: beer in Canada. I never had an illegal beer, but you know, I've had a legal beer since. But my first legal one was in Canada.
3: That's pretty cool. Um, I, Canada, would, that's like I said, that whole trip in general, just mm-hmm. the the trip up there, the fact that Frank ran out of gas on the way back, and we had um, to use the <laughs> tank that we filled the auger with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, it was a little like one two, and a, a half gallon yeah. tank for like a chainsaw yeah, tank. Yeah, Frank, ca- with Frank with
3: called. Um, the other rig, cause I think I was riding with Frank Yeah. and we called my dad's truck and said, Hey, our low fuel light just kicked on. So like we need to stop at the next gas station. And then it wasn't like two minutes later. We
0: just, we were like on the exit ramp too, going off and it shut off. I was like, son of a bitch. So we luckily had just a little bit of gas left
3: in the auger and topped her off and got it to the gas station. But there was just so much good Memories mm-hmm. with Canada So that's definitely That's got to be Top my list too Tommy um, Yeah that's a good one
1: While we were like On the topic of like Actually fishing Like I know you Like you said Nick You don't really go out And you know Target uh, Anything But have you ever You know Hooked into You know A carp or a wall Or any like Bigger fish on an ice rod Or have you really Mainly uh, just targeted You know Pan fish
3: Target more drinking Than anything <laughs> On the ice uh, <laughs>
1: Nothing wrong with that
3: He likes to catch um,
2: a buzz Yeah can't always catch
0: a He's fish. He's caught some monster ones, ones too. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: what, what well, I was getting at I'm is trying to think was if was I've it, ever you, into... was it you were Frank that caught it was Frank that caught a pretty massive perch, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I've it was, caught like I think big, it was 2.8
3: or 2.9 That's a big was. one. I've caught some decent perch, but I don't think I've ever hooked into anything big um, in the ice.
1: Now I just didn't know if you had like one memorable fish that you know that you could talk about now. Kind no. of
2: northern pike through the ice different from the ice fishing tournament oh yeah i've got like a little yeah. pike like i mean
3: real like little
1: 10 12 incher yeah, yeah. real snaky. yeah
3: um and obviously it fights more than a perch they're fun um i caught a bass through the ice on the pond once
1: um, i was actually just out on the pond caught a couple crappy with jacob
3: Crappie. so but yeah frank what's uh you know you've done a lot of ice fishing over the years too
0: yeah, definitely Canada's way up there. And when, like, we used to go when we were kids with our parents, that was, you know, awesome fishing back then. We're still but kids,
1: Frank. We're all kids at heart. We're never going to grow, gonna grow out of that. Yeah.
0: But another, like, memorable thing, it was during that Canada Dota tournament. It was, it was right before we put tip-ups out for that pike, and it was really warm. So, again, there was, like, a nice layer of water on top. There was probably three inches of water on top of the ice. Oh, I remember this. And it was pretty windy that day and me and Nick were sitting there and it was it was pretty breezy, but it wasn't like concerning. You know, we didn't have uh augers and, you know, stakes holding the uh hut down. Holding the hut down. We had the doors open. Yeah, we were just sitting there, very normal day and we did, as Nick said, have the doors open. And we're just sitting there talking bullshit and fishing. And all of a sudden, one gust of wind comes and hits us right in the front of the hut, tips us over backwards. So we're both... Oh, this
1: w- is the hut that the chairs are connected to the no, sled, right? Nope.
0: No, no, no. No, we're sitting on buckets.
1: Oh, oh, okay, the Chappelle.
0: Yeah, so we're sitting on buckets, and this thing just rolls right over backwards. And me and Nick are laying there like, what the hell? And, like, the doors are open, so water's, water's pouring, pouring in. in. I'm wearing a wool coat, like, just... I, I ripped my pants so
3: i ripped my pants out <laughs> it, like bad like real bad actually like i could post up the picture of me holding our pike i was like, gonna say
1: there's a couple occasions where i'm pretty sure i've remembered you and tom i think have ripped more pants doing, doing <laughs> things stupid stuff similar to this than I've uh, ever but anyway
3: met. so i ripped my pants out bad and we had several hours left on the mm-hmm. lake um and somehow, for whatever reason, I had some baylor twine in my ice fishing box.
1: <laughs> You've got to have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's in case pro you tip. Need to sew your pants. But pro tip. Keep pro baylor tip twine in case you rip so your pants.
3: So I take a pocket knife and I just start cutting more holes in my jeans, like on the outside, and I start wrapping this baylor tw- like sewing my pants back together with baylor twine, just to like try and keep the breeze out because I was already soaked now at this point. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's it was getting chilly in there, so mm-hmm. I had to close the barn door. Um, it worked actually pretty well. I threw those yeah, pants out after that though. I would have uh, framed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember we like went back up to the, cause like I, that had happened before the pike. Yeah. Um, so like we're going up, uh, like I had a beer with me, like turning in this pike, ripped pants out. And like, it was like, <laughs> Jesus, what happened to these guys? <laughs> like, yeah, that was, that was
0: a good time. That
3: was, I forgot about that. That was, mm.
0: yeah, that was wild. Yeah. It was definitely, that, that's definitely one of my top memories of ice fishing.
1: It goes back to what we we're what we were talking about. Trevor saying, you know, uh, we'll laugh about this later. Mm-hmm. Like you were probably, you know, initially, you know, a little upset. What's going on? And then obviously, quickly, you know, we're pretty. Oh, we were you know hysterically pretty pretty laughing. light guys. You know, we laugh about things pretty quick. We don't take a lot to heart. But yeah, uh, it's just one of those things that is kind of a crapshoot in the moment. But it always turns out to you know mm-hmm. be fun, and we make light of it.
0: Yeah, definitely not gonna let it ruin your day. No. Yeah.
1: so So, well uh
0: first i want to thank luke for
3: joining us back on here it's been a while um, but as the main hunting season uh comes to an end there's gonna be a lot more fishing talked about uh so we'll hopefully can bring luke in more and more maybe Um, i can
1: hone my skills up you know in podcasting the these guys you know are a little more seasoned vets than me so they can kind of you know lead a story i'm kind of jumping all over the place and might say some mm, ands uh quite a bit but it happens i'm so. gonna i'm gonna hone in my skills and you're gonna yeah. be hearing hearing a little more from me in the, yeah, in the next few stuff. episodes we got what is it 60 coming up that's a big one 59 yeah. first well yeah but <laughs> thanks tom if you yeah. go in order yeah, yeah. But 60 is coming up so we'll have to get the gears turning into something big to do on on the big 60. For oh, sure. That was something big in your pants there. I don't big. know if you could hear it on mic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Probably. That's all right. Um, so, like you said, thanks again, Luke. Um, kind of wrap things up here. But
0: uh, like I said, ices are out there. Luke's fishing. Um, Before we'll- you sign it off, one more thing. Uh, people are getting their merch in. You know, we've had the merchandise going for a while, a couple of weeks now. Uh, a lot of people are getting it in. Everyone's liking it so far. But like I said last week, if anyone has any issues, get a hold of us. You know, We'll direct you the way to go if there's any problems. Hopefully yeah, I, there's not. So
3: far, I had one issue with a sweatshirt I ordered. They were very quick to respond and get a yeah. new one shipped out free of charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do have issues, get a hold of us. and um, We'll no. get it straightened out. But like I said, check that out.
0: Definitely keep supporting the brand wear it all the time tell your friends get them buying the stuff it's uh, awesome stuff so. i do
1: have a, a mask that i just got in and, and in a phone just, case and a phone case yeah but the mask is something you know it's everyone's using masks right now hopefully it's not forever but mm-hmm. uh that's just an easy one they're i don't know they're pretty cheap they're like 10 or 12 bucks no or they're something. cheaper than that it was like eight yeah so like they're i mean you can get like the double thick ones for you know maybe 70 mm-hmm.
3: percent effectiveness according to biden yep <laughs> three of them 90 <laughs> percent
1: so, yep So, uh, double mask, but no, uh, it's just an easy way. You know, it really helps us out and, you know, you get a really nice quality mask out of it. You know, I've been wearing it for the past two or three days. We're talking about
3: helping, like, we're going to use this to give back to our followers too. So,
1: and, uh, I know, I know I've been saying this before, but, uh, I got, I think three more months of school and I will have my diploma and we'll be able to really put some time an effort towards, you know, getting our YouTube channel going mm-hmm. and putting out content. Over the past two years, a oh, year and a half, I've been, you know, collecting gear and I have top of the line camera, uh, the body. I've, you know, got a couple new lenses, um, audio equipment. I just purchased a gimbal. Uh, there's a drone in the future. So we're going gonna to be, some fun stuff. We're gonna be making some stuff really up. good content and like I said, in three months, we'll be, you know, settling in and... I think
3: and it's going to be right along the style of the podcast. You know, there's going to be stuff to learn from it, but it's also going to be extremely entertaining. Yeah. um, Very lighthearted. Yeah. So, like, it's just going to be us, essentially. That's what we've always yeah. wanted to stick to, is being us. So. That's what
1: we started. You know, we love talking about the outdoors and we think of ourselves as, you know, entertaining guys and figured, why not put a mic in front of our face while we're doing this? And now we're just going to add one more step and throw mm-hmm. a camera there, so... Um, And, you know, maybe we can, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, we're local, so we can maybe incorporate, you know, some of them taking people out. And I mean, not, you know, as, you know, guides or anything, but just to, you know, have fun with us and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe just get them involved in the outdoors and see where it goes from there.
0: For sure. Definitely. So
3: that's us signing off. Guys, thank you again for following us through now 58 episodes. Uh, Keep listening and make sure you guys are all getting outside.